Well, good morning. You can take a seat. It's good to, to be in church. You know, this morning as she's uh, walking out, it is actually my wife's birthday this morning. And uh, I feel like she's getting a good deal because she gets to be at church, but she's getting a raw deal because she's had to get up early and look after our son and, and fend for herself this morning, which no one should do on their birthday. So happy birthday, Zoe. We love you and we're glad that you're here with us celebrating this morning as well. Boston, be nice all day. <laughs> But this morning we are continuing in our, in our Psalms series, and uh, can I just say, Pastor Phil, you did such a great job last week starting the series, and, and you know, even for me, listening to that and listening again during the week, you know it's good when you have another listen during the week, really just unpacking what Psalms looks like and how it speaks to us was, was so helpful, so thank you. If you didn't hear that message, I encourage you to go back on the podcast, there's a plug for the podcast, but have a listen to that, and uh, it's just incredible uh, what he shared. But this morning we're going to be looking at Psalm 96 and uh, what, what that would speak to us. And, and I wanted to speak to us out of Psalm 96 on the topic of praise this morning and uh, looking at, at kind of what, what it looks like uh, through these Psalms to, to be praising God. And not, you know, when I was growing up in church, you know, and uh, one, of, one of my jobs has been for a long time here and, and, and kind of started quite young was uh, the run sheets for different services, whether it was youth or, or young adults or church. And, you know, praise to me just represented the fast song. So it was just called the praise slot. So, you know, you wouldn't put any slow songs in the, in the praise slot. You just put the fast ones and the loud ones, the, the ones that might have the flashing lights at youth and, you know, the one that's just going to hype and amp everyone up. And to me, that was praise. Or someone would use the line, you know, give God a shout of praise. And so it's like, cool, I just need to yell and who knows what I'm even yelling. I'm just yelling to, to praise God. And so my whole thought around praise was that it was to hype people up. Maybe it was just to get the young people moving or, or you know, just to, to, to sing fast songs to God and, and have some energy. And there is a component of praise that is about that, isn't it? It's, it's you know, when we want to praise God, it's, it's often, it's not a soft, meek kind of thing, uh, praising God. And when you read the, the Psalms and it talks about praising God, they're never really meek lines, you know, oh, you know, quietly sit in the corner and just, you know, tell God that he's good. They're always declaratory praise kind of moments. And, and as people of God, we're, we're called to live life of praise. And so for me, there was this shift of getting out of the place of praise is just a fast song that we sing or, or when we yell to Jesus or, or when, you know, something good happens and we say, you know, praise God. And, you know, if you, if you hang around some people that are extra spiritual, they might say that outside of the church as well. This week, you know, something good happened, praise God. And you're like, whoa, don't, not too loud. Um, someone will hear you and they'll think we're crazy. Uh, but, you know, there is this calling to us and that really comes through the Psalms that we are called to be people of praise, that we're called to be people that praise God. And, you know, that starts inside the church for us. And this morning, some of these scriptures, as we read through them, they are just calls to the church to say, you know what, praise and declare God and the goodness of God. But I think it would be wrong of us as a church to keep that inside our building. And so almost as we read these things, you're looking at two lenses of what could happen. What could happen inside the church? What could happen if God's people truly broke out and praised him? all the time in the church? What things could we see through our services if we walked in ready to praise and lift up the name of God, to glorify Him? That our team didn't have to sometimes come in and, and kind of wait and go, oh, is there enough people here to praise this morning? Do we have a quorum? But people came running in. Right, that's an AGM term for those of you who don't go to the AGM. You need a quorum. Uh, you know, I think in the Bible it's just two or three. So on Sundays we're, we're normally pretty good in here. Uh, the AGM rules are a little bit higher. But, you know, setting the bar. You know, the world's setting the bar. But, you know, when we gather here that we would come ready to praise is what I'm getting at. That we come in excited about what, what God has done but what he's doing and actually what he's going to do in a service this morning. 
And I know that, you know, I, I, you know, like I said, I spend a lot of time preparing services. And if I'm honest, that's not always my thought. My thought is just sometimes, let's just put this together and the preacher will do his job, the band will be excellent, and uh, we'll get through it and it'll be a good morning. But I want my heart to be that every moment that I go to church, I'm excited about praising God because he's faithful and he's good, but also because he's going to do things that are good. And, you know, we talk about this vision that we've been having about seeking the presence of God. You know what? Coming in ready to praise God is what's going to bring his presence into this place. And so this morning, I wanted to just kind of talk about three things that that praise does. Actually, in fact, three things that praise changes in our lives as a result of spending time praising God. And the first one is this, that praise changes our perception. That it changes the way we see things. It changes the way we look at things. And as we we open the scripture this morning and we have a look in, in, in the first few verses of Psalm 96, it says this, Sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. You know, there's a big element to this, what is it, about singing. But I love that it doesn't say just sing the same old songs over and over again uh, about God. And this isn't, I'm not here to talk about whether we should do all new songs in church or some old songs, or that's a, that's a controversial debate that's not for today. But the reality is it says sing a new song to the Lord. And I think for me, sometimes in my life, I, I can think about the things God has done in my life, and I can be happy with those. That, you know, once upon a time, I made a, a decision to follow Christ. He saved me. He, he changed the course of my life. But, and sometimes it's easy just to continue to sing that song. I'm a Christian, you know, God, God is in my life. I go to church. But it calls us to sing a new song, that God should be doing something new in our lives, that we should always constantly, day in, day out, have something to praise God for. Yeah, that's right. And in a world that doesn't always, and you look around, and it just seems like over and over and over again, every day we wake up, there's something crazy that's happened in the world. Something crazier than yesterday, tomorrow I feel like there'll be something crazier than what happened today. There doesn't always appear to be a lot to praise God for in our world. Yet as Christians, we're called day after day, sing a new song to the Lord, declare his goodness, tell everyone of the great deeds that he has done. Every day we should be declaring a new song. You know, when I think about praise in our world, one of the the areas that I love to praise in that's not praising God, like I know that sounds unbiblical, but I love football. I love the AFL. I love love going to watch the Eagles. It's it's always a hard task for me when they have a Sunday game like they do this morning, 11.20. Smart being in the nine service, you'll get home in time to kind of take and watch that game. Not so good for for the Sunday pastor. But, you know, I love to to watch. I love to go to games. You know, Pastor Dean loves the the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's constantly praising the the Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers. In fact, he's, he's constantly praising King James instead of King Jesus, but that's okay. You know, he, he spends plenty of time praising Jesus as well. But sports fans love to get up and about about their sports teams. But one thing I notice particularly about football is that when the team's not going so well, the praise begins to change. You know, there, there can be a cheer, there can be a clap, there, there's all these things happening and the team's going well and they're winning, but then suddenly something begins to change. The team's not doing so well. Maybe they're just not doing well at all. Maybe they've had, what, 52 years of, of not doing well at all. And, you know, what begins to happen is... I'm just letting go this morning. It's fine. Future Ryan will deal with these consequences. Hopefully it'll finish well. I'll be okay. But, you know, things don't go so well. And then begins there's this little bit of a mutter, isn't there? Like, for those who have ever been to this, and there's this little bit of a grumble. And sometimes it's just kind of out one player, you know, every week he does this. 
And every week, you know, he just doesn't try hard enough. And, and then suddenly there's a little bit more of a grumble. And then maybe they fall behind and that, that grumble turns to a bit more of a moan. And it gets a little bit louder and it's a little bit more than just a hum. But to, to the end, where people are just full on like abusing their team and like, you know, yelling at them. And then it gets to like 15 minutes to go and there's still a great possibility they could win. But they all exit the stadium to beat the traffic. It's conditional praise is what it is. When we're winning, we'll sing. When things are well, I'll cheer. When, when, you know, the weather's good, I'll go. I'm not getting wet. I'm not going to be cold. And if they play bad, I'll let them know that they play bad. Even though they can't hear you, you'll still let them know some advice from the back of the stands. Like, they can't hear. Why do people do that? It, I don't understand. But what it represents in life is conditional praise. That so often when there's something good in life going on, we're, we're willing to praise. When it's obvious, when you get that promotion or, or when your finances are, are going well or when something good happens in your family, quite often we'll attribute that to, to thanks God for, for doing that. But our perception becomes conditional praise. You know, if, if they're singing good songs to start the service on a Sunday, I'll praise because I like that song. I'll lift my hands in that, that bridge because I, I resonate with those words. And sometimes, and, and I'm guilty of this, so I'm not kind of like having to go at everyone, but the reality is kind of in my life I praise conditionally. But when we learn to praise unconditionally, like this is every day to sing a new song, when we have to actually look sometimes in the, in the difficulty of life to go, how can I praise God today? Because it really doesn't seem like there's much good going on. But I'm going to sing his praise anyway. It changes the way we see things. We go from that place of going, you know what, life sometimes is bad and I'm just kicking around and, 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 and I feel down today. You know what, we've got a good God that we're praising. And it begins to lift our eyes up and focus on Jesus and declaring who he is. And our perception begins to change. You know, this whole first part of the psalm really is a call to, to Christians and, and a call to the church to say, you know what, you should be praising God. And so it starts internally. And I believe it starts in our services, that that's the kind of thing as a church we want to represent. That when people walk in, they don't just go, oh, is it, this, this is what church is. But man, they're, they're, they're about something that's alive. I was having a conversation with a, a guy the other day, and he's like, why would you go to church? Oh, yes, right, you're a pastor, you have to go to church. And that's kind of what he said. And I said, well, why wouldn't you go to church? Let, let's try that one. Let's reverse engineer this. And he goes, why would I go to church? It's just about religion. He's like, I hate religion. And I was like, me too, actually. Religion's like a big cause of issues in the world. I don't actually go to church to tick a religious box. I go to church because I, I believe in the gathering of God's people to, to, to praise and worship and, and honour a living God. That we actually come together to celebrate who God is. He's like, well, that's, that's kind of weird. That's interesting. And, and so we just began to talk about praising God. I actually told him I'd, I'd save a seat for him this morning. He didn't come. That's okay. Maybe it's the next service. He's a bit younger. He might be at the 5 p.m. But the truth is, the perception of our world sometimes is that we just gather because it's ticking a box of religion. And sometimes when you walk in and we go through the motions of church and sometimes we can just guess what's going to be what. That's the fast song, that's the praise and then there'll be an offering somewhere in there. Someone will preach, we'll watch a video and we'll go home. And, and sometimes we can begin to predict that a little bit. But I, want, I would love it that when people walk into this place they go, man, there's a God that's alive. Man, they're praising about something that's real in here. And their perception begins to change. And then they're like, man, if all these people are crazy about something that's alive, what is it? And they investigate what it is. And that's where we move from our perception changing. People's perceptions change. But we move from the internal to the external. And the next thing I believe is this, that praise changes our focus. It changes our focus. You know, it continues in verse 4 and it says, Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. The gods of other nations are mere idols. 
But the Lord made the heavens. Honour and majesty surround him. Strength and beauty fill his sanctuary. O nations of the world, recognise the Lord. Recognise that the Lord is glorious and strong. You know, I, I've been trying to, you know, I, sometimes in our young adults ministry we use this saying a little bit, and I'd love to build it more into my life. And it is when God moves, people pay attention. And where you see this most actually is in the book of Acts, and particularly in early Acts. And there's that great story about, you know, Peter, just they're all there praising, and people just think they're drunk and crazy, and he gets up and begins to preach and telling them about what they're actually doing, that they're praising Jesus. And a multitude of people, thousands of people that day go, you know what, we're going to give our life to Christ. They're just there praising. And everyone's focus stops and goes, what are these crazy people about? And he's like, we're not crazy. You're crazy, let me tell you. And he begins to preach to them. And their focus begins to shift off where they are onto what God is doing. And thousands of people give their life to Christ. You know, when we live lives of praise, God will begin to move and do things. And it will get people's attention. And it doesn't put their attention on us. It puts their attention on God. That's the cool thing. I'm happy with people thinking I'm a little bit crazy if they learn something more about God. Often I actually get too worried about someone thinking that I'm crazy and then going, oh, no, they're going to think I'm crazy. But really, if they find God, well, then great. They can think I'm crazy. And if they don't find God, they're going to think I'm crazy anyway because I believe in God and they don't. So either way, I'm crazy. So I may as well just point people towards God through the praise in my life. You know, was, uh, a long time ago, actually, when I was in Bible college, um, Julian Masters, who, who some of you will know, did this uh, incredible talk. And, and I don't remember kind of a lot of stuff over a long period of time. Like, I remember funny stories and then not kind of much else. But uh, I remember him, him kind of speaking on, on, like, you know, praise and worship and audiovisual um, and, and all this. And that's pretty new back then. Nothing was even in HD. And, and you know, he, he was talking about the power of, of what happens through, you know, praise and media and all these things. And he showed this clip, actually a U2 clip. I'm not actually even a U2 fan, so it's not, you know, Jeff Thornhill will be stoked this morning. He'll be glad he came to church. And I think he might even be upstairs having breakfast. This is for you, Jeff. And, 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 you know, there's this incredible clip that I just want to show you in a minute. It's from a U2 concert in 2001 from Boston. And they're there live, and U2 at that point, you know, kind of were, people were a bit on the fence with them and not, you know, necessarily thinking they were as awesome as they do now. And, and you know, this, this concert was meant to be one that kind of brought them back to fame and, and kind of in the place where, you know, they're the number one and, and all that kind of thing. And, and there's this point where NBC actually kind of cut to their concert. And what had happened through kind of coincidence, and, and you know, Bill Hybel was actually even interviews Bono about some of this stuff, and they cut to, to the concert, and it wasn't where they thought they were cutting to. And it cuts to this point where Bono, and as you watch this, you can kind of just see something changes in his face. And actually what breaks out is this incredible moment of worship. And as you're watching that, I actually discovered through kind of, you know, the, the behind the scenes and all that sort of stuff that one third of American televisions tuned in to kind of this moment. And it created this stir amongst people, like, what is he doing? And this is one of the first points where kind of people realised that Bono was a little bit, not about church, but about God, and, and was very in touch with his presence and believed in, in praise and worship. But as you watch this and you watch kind of what people's response is, they don't necessarily know what's going on, but it's a very real moment that kind of shifts from just being at a concert to kind of what happens when someone focuses on praising God. Can we have a quick look at that clip?
I don't know, every time I watch that, it kind of makes my, my like, spine tingle a little bit. And I think those guys are just there kind of probably just worshipping Bono in all reality. But you can kind of see that moment and he just kind of, something changes actually in his face. And he actually begins quoting Psalms there. And he just breaks out in this whole moment, doesn't like liaise with his band, just goes for it. They're kind of like, oh, still going the intro? Okay. And kind of they just look a bit confused. And he, he's just broken out in this moment, the third of all Americans watching TV in that moment have tuned into him and just gone, what the heck is that? And it's opened this massive opportunity for him to be able to talk about God and what he believes about God. And, you know, in a world where there is so many other gods, isn't there? There's so many other things to focus on. There's so many other things prying for our attention. Bands are just kind of one of those things. The people go to concerts and they raise their hands more in concerts than they do in church, that they clap at the football and the basketball more than they would in church. That there's something acceptable about giving praise to things of the world. And I believe it's because that's the, the trick of the world to try and go, hey, actually, this is what's going to capture your attention. And Pastor Matt Garner, if you were here last Sunday night, spoke an incredible message. But part of what he talked about is what we're willing to bow to. That, you know, it's okay to go to, you know, the enemy would be happy with you going to church and kind of spending some time there as long as you're willing to bow to kind of other things in your world. And, and I love it in this Psalms that it talks about that all other gods are really just idols. They're just mere idols, it actually says. But this, our God, created the heavens and the earth. He's there to be feared. He's there to be praised. He's, there's actually something mighty about him. And so I, I would put it to you that it's actually okay to kind of praise some other stuff during the week sometimes. As long as the, the bulk of your praise goes towards Jesus. As long as he is the actual number one. And everything else can just be a mere God. Or a mere idol. Or something that we, we kind of like and that we love. But I think the trick is to actually go, you know what, the first priority for me is to praise Jesus. The first thing I'll do each day is spend time praising Jesus. I'm not talking about just listening to a fresh song or singing along in your car. Love it when people do that, though. They look a little bit crazy. I reckon I must look super crazy when I'm, like, driving to church on Sundays. But to actually go, you know what, what does it look like to praise God? I think it looks a little bit like that world, doesn't it, to bow to God, to actually put him first. And, man, did that get some people's attention. Big time. Just from Bono going, you know what, actually in this moment, I just want to praise God in the middle of a concert. And then we'll get back to the other bits later. And he just stops and breaks out in this moment. When we can do things like that and praise God in our own context, that's Bono's context. I don't think I'll ever have that many people in a stadium listening to me sing. Uh, so that's probably not going to be my deal. But in my context, there's got to be somewhere where praising God will get people's attention and lift their focus off all the things of the world and put it onto the rightful God, the one that we're all called to praise. You know, Pastor Dean mentioned earlier that there's this new craze going on called Pokemon Go. 
uh, I, I kind of refuse to download the app because I am the kind of person that will probably stop coming to work to try and catch Pikachu. And, uh, you know, it is crazy. People are like, in certain countries, people are quitting their jobs to go and catch Pokemon Go. They're, people are like um, luring people in and like robbing them. And, and if you ever see someone, you know, we've been at a conference each night this week as a, a young adult leadership team and we've been coming home pretty late back to here. And it just looks like people are trying to rob us, like, pretty consistently, like, on the weekends anyway, because teenagers are just walking through the shops from parties, and so this big group of kids kind of walk through, and I kind of just tend to watch and just see if they're going to do anything. Not that I'm going to get out of my car, but I'm going to call Pete Cook, and he's going to come down. And, <laughs> and Pete's got this rule, like, actually, don't do anything. Like, call me first so I can get them. He, he wants to capture the bad guys, so we kind of sit there. But, you know, there's this one guy kind of walking through around the grass out near the doors, and I'm like, oh, man, am I going to have to get out? And we're all kind of looking, and... Now I just see he's got like his little phone out, and I'm like, I think he's just doing Pokemon Go. And this is like midnight. Like one am I? I'm like, Pokemon Go? And he's like, yeah. And, like, and he laughs. <laughs> and I'm like, Pikachu's in our auditorium at 9 a.m. You should come. You know. <laughs> Only once. Um, but it's this craze. But you know what? You can always tell someone's on Pokemon Go by, by their actions and kind of what they're doing. They're just walking around like, a bit aimless, like, oh, I think. Apparently, there was one in my son's pram. I was like, he's cute. Don't take a photo of him. Like, she's like, I just want to catch the thing. I'm like, you people are crazy. But I won't download it because it's addictive. And I feel like that, that, that will get me. But you can just tell someone's about Pokemon Go just by looking at their actions. And, you know, I believe that it's the same for us. That people should be able to tell there's something different about us. Amen. Not that we're wandering aimlessly, kind of just looking for a Pikachu but actually that we're walking through life looking different to everybody else because of what we're giving our praise to. That our focus begins to shift from the day-to-day, -day, the ordinary, what goes on in our world, and be focused on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and praising Him and bowing to Him and living for Him. And I believe that's how we restore God to people. It's by changing their focus from what's going on to what He can do. You know, the, the last one is this, and I believe this is kind of the outcome of, of all of this, that praise changes circumstances. That praise changes circumstances. And in verse 10 it says this, Tell all the nation, the Lord reigns. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. He will judge all peoples fairly. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the fields and their crops burst out with joy. Let the trees of the forest sing for joy. Before the Lord, for he is coming. He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with justice and the nations with his truth. You know, God is coming to restore the earth. That when he returns, there will be no sickness, there will be no anger, there will be no sadness, there will be no sin. But he will come and restore all things. You know, the, the message version talks about being set right. That God will come to set things right. I believe that what hope, what praise does is it brings hope. That it brings change to people's circumstances. You know, we know at the end what's going to happen, that Jesus is going to come back and everything will be set right and everything will be fine. But I believe that we have this ability through praise to actually bring a little bit of heaven to earth now. That we don't just wait entirely for things to be set right. I truly, I truly believe this and I've heard people say this before. That if becoming a Christian was literally just about getting yourself right with Christ, you would do it and probably die and go straight to heaven because there would be no other point. If the whole purpose of Christianity was just to set an individual right, we would go to heaven and be restored. 
But there's a whole other reason why we stay here, and it's to help others have their circumstances change. Because if, if it was just about that and we went to heaven, there would be no Christians left, would there, to, to spread the word? The people would just have to figure it out for themselves. But I believe as we live lives of praise to God, as we praise God in our services, a little bit of heaven comes to earth. And people have the opportunity to have their circumstances changed. You know, I, I love it in, in Acts, the, the story of Paul and Silas in the prison. That they're getting a raw deal, that they're stuck in prison, that they're, they're in there just for believing in God. And if that was me, that would probably be a tipping point for me, where I'm like, all right, God, I've kind of had enough of this now. Like, now I'm, I'm kind of living this life for the gospel. I'm kind of preaching like you're telling me to do, probably, you know, preaching like I am this morning. And if someone came in here and carted me out and threw me kind of in the prison, I'd, that, for me, that would be probably, you know, if I'm honest, the tipping point in my faith. I'd struggle to kind of reconcile that. But what they actually do is it's the middle of the night, and I don't know if they just did this to be annoying or, you know, whatever, but they, they begin to praise God. They begin to shout about the goodness of God. They begin to be, and I don't know whether it's a ploy just to kind of annoy the guards to get their attention and maybe sneak out, whatever it was. But it probably wasn't really what it was, is they're spiritual people and they're praising God through their circumstances like we're called to do. Each day, sing a new song to the Lord. And what happens is they're set free from prison. That their circumstances change. But also the circumstances of the jailers and all the people that are in there begin to realize who Jesus is, that, that he's actually a real God. And they bow to him. Circumstances change for them through their praise. And for others as well. That hope was given to, to, a, to a guard and his whole family. Because these guys decided to praise through their situation. Which didn't happen to be good. It was really bad. But they praised through it each day. And their circumstances change. You know, if we want to see the world change, if we want to see our world change, if we want to see things happen in our lives, praise is what sets that up. Bowing to our God, lifting him up, declaring that he is good. There's a huge faith element to that because sometimes it doesn't feel like it. A lot of the time, you know, when you look around our world, as I mentioned before, it does not feel like it's good. But truly when we praise through that, circumstances change. And so this morning I'm going to invite the the team to come back up and, and join us. And I believe this morning we just have a, an opportunity just as we come towards the end of our service to praise God through song. To spend some time in his presence. To bring some heaven down to, to earth this morning. And for each of us, I, I believe that there's a challenge in here somewhere. I know there has been for me. Actually, all three of these have really challenged me this week. So if nothing else, God's done something good in my life. But you know, this morning, I don't know whether you just need a change of perception. Whether or not it's that, that clicking of what it actually means to, to kind of praise God. What that looks like. How that fits into your life then I'd love to pray for, for you in a moment. Maybe for you, it's a, a change of focus. It's actually going, you know what? I need to bow to God first. My first praise has to be to God. My number one praise has to be to God. And everything else from now on is actually going to come second. My focus needs to shift. Or maybe for you, it's your circumstances that need to change. Firstly, let's just start internally because to be honest, that's where this stuff begins. But maybe in your world, you need a change of circumstances. And it would be silly for me to run off a list of things that I think that could be because we're all in different spaces this morning and there's so many things going on. But if there's something in your life that needs to change, I truly believe as you praise this morning, as heaven comes down to earth, God has the ability to change circumstances. And you know what? Maybe this morning you go, oh, actually, I'm good. I feel like I'm in the zone with all this stuff. For all of us, there's a call to see the circumstances of our world change. 
And I don't know about you, but I look at all the different things going on in our world and sometimes I feel helpless to that. How can I kind of change that? How can I, how can I in my world change the circumstances going on? Well, you know what? I can just be called to praise my God, to lift him up, to tell people about the good things that he does, to speak the good words of Jesus in my life. And I'm not talking about getting down to, you know, Carillion Arcade and standing on a milk crate and telling people about the goodness of God and turn or burn and all those things that happen. But actually just the reality of what it looks like to live a life of praise day in, day out. To seek God first. To declare that He is good. To tell people of His glorious deeds. And I believe as we do that, people will get a glimpse of who God is and circumstances will begin to change. And so this morning, could I ask that we just close our eyes just for a moment? And I would just love to pray for some people quickly this morning. And so if you this morning, you say, you know what, I, I just need a change of perception. I need to look at praise differently and how it fits into my life. Would you just slip up your hand? It's just me kind of looking around here this morning. I'd just love to pray for you. That's awesome. Once it's, it's gone up, you can, you can put that straight back down. That's amazing. God, I thank you for, for each person that's put up their hand this morning. God, may they have a new reality of what it means to praise you, to what it looks like to praise you. When we walk into church, what does it look like to praise you? When we go to work, what does it look like to praise you? When we're at home with our families, what does it look like to praise you, God? Change their perception of who you are and how they connect with you this morning, I pray. You know, maybe this morning it's focused for you. Maybe you need to change your focus. Maybe your focus has been on all those things that want to pull and distract and you say, you know what, it's time for me to actually focus on Jesus. To put Him first, to praise Him first, to, that His praise would be on my lips a new way every day. If that's you, would you just slip up your hand? I would love to just pray for you. That's awesome. That's great. Thank you, that's amazing. God, I thank you for every hand going up across this building this morning. God, may you change our focus. As people have responded to you, may they focus on you in a new way, God. May they see you in a different way each day, God. When the things of the world come to, to pull and rob and destroy, may they just see a God of hope. May they praise you. May they put you first. May they tell others of your glorious deeds, Lord. Thank you, God. And in this place, if you say, you know what, for me, it's actually circumstances. And we'll, we'll do this two ways. If you go, you know what, I need a change in my circumstances this morning. Would you just slip up your hand? I'm going to pray for you. You go, you know what? There's things in my world that I need, I, I'm down about or that are just pulling me away. But you know what? I need to change that this morning. Just slip up your hand. It's awesome. God, I thank you for each hand across this place that's responded to you in that way, God. And I just pray that there would be a change of their circumstances, that they would praise you, God, through the good and the bad, that it would be unconditional praise, God and that you would bring change to their circumstances by your presence and by your power. We praise your name, God. Amen. Why don't, why don't we stand? You know, for all of us, we've, a lot of us have responded with our hands this morning, and that's awesome. You know, and, and I believe truly that as a church, we can see change come to our world. And so we're going we're gonna to worship God. But just as we finish, I just want to finish with this. You know, one of the things that my little son has learned to do in recent times is if he wants something, he's learned to kind of reach for it. And he kind of does this weird thing, and this is going to kind of lose the room, so I'll probably have to pull it back. But he kind of leans out and he's like, ah! Like he just wants it so bad. And he's like, face screws up and his fist shakes like this. And I'm like, is he angry? But it's not. He actually just really wants something and he's reaching out to grab it. 
You know, that's how we're called to praise, that we would reach for our God. You know, when he wants our attention, when he needs us to to pick him up, his hands just go up. He's helpless. He's just stuck sitting there. And his hands just go up and he's like, just just pick me up. Just, just, Just pick me up. You know, there's something to our praise sometimes that requires action. That we don't just stand lifeless. I'm not saying we have to run around and dance and go crazy around here. But there's something about that action of reaching towards God. Lifting up our hands, raising them to Him to say, you know what, God, I just need you. That in this moment, I surrender to you. I just need you to pick me up. I I need you in this moment. And so as we worship, don't feel uncomfortable about raising your hands. Don't feel feel uncomfortable about stretching out to God because that's not about you or anyone else around here. It's about a surrender and a reaching to God to say, you know what, I need you. And so we're just going to sing this song that we just sung before, let the heavens open. And the lyrics are so powerful, let the heavens open, let your kingdom move. You know, all our hope in our great God. And we're going to declare this this morning. We're going to praise God in this place. And I believe that as we do that, heaven comes to earth, that His presence sweeps through this place, that our focus, our perception, and our circumstances will begin to change, that people will find hope in this place, that not just in this moment as we worship, but every time we come together, that as we reach for our great God, that His presence begins to move. So come on, why don't we lift our voices? Let's begin to sing to God in the moments we have left. Declare that to Him this morning.